Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying the new podcast tile that we had come in last night for the rebrand. You can go check it all out on Instagram. If you want to hear the story behind the rebrand, it's the last podcast before this one. A really good listen there. Now let's get into Supercoach Draft. It is the business end of the season. Uh, we've had a pretty good year all round, but of course about a month ago, uh, it was turned into an absolute fucking train wreck. Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, out for the year uh, was going to be really tough for me from that point, but I was more than happy to take on the challenge of trying to win my draft draft competition without Pappy. Thankfully, since then, um, Nathan Cleary's gone down. A couple of other guys have gone down as well, which has really evened out my competition. There's only probably two or three guys in the top eight that realistically have all of their top picks. Mine are really struggling at the moment, but some of my other value guys are, are really holding it together. So a really good challenge for me to try and win this draft comp without Ryan Pappenhausen, which is obviously a huge disadvantage. Uh, but I have got a pretty solid team outside of that. But I would argue uh, that my solid team outside of that, they probably are underperforming at the moment. A couple of things that are going against me, and I'll talk about uh, those things, which are always a risk as well. They were always a risk when I drafted a lot of these guys. So um, in hindsight, Insight, probably a couple of mistakes I've made on draft day, but we have put ourselves in a position where we can win. Now, as I said, uh, we, as I said on the last draft review podcast, uh, most most competitions play finals round 21, 22, 23, 24. We play 22, 23, 24, 25. We play round 25. Uh, probably a little bit controversial. A lot of competitions don't because obviously players get rested. Uh, personally, I like the challenge of playing round 25. Yes, guys get rested and whatnot, but there's a good chance guys will get rested in round 24. The thing I like about round 25 is that when it's grand final week, there's only two of you that are playing. There are guys that are rested. But for every guy that's rested, there's a new player that comes into the side. So there are a lot of advantages there, and we'll talk about that throughout the year. I've, in my comp, I've won two grand finals, and I've lost three out of the last 
I think eight years I've been in it. So um, three that I've lost, one of them I probably lost because of the round 25 restings and everything, but I got pretty close with with replacing guys, and, and it goes both ways sometimes. I like the round 25. Uh, I think it, it, it provides a really good challenge, and if it happens to be me this year, it'll probably work out my way because I don't think I'll have too many guys that'll get rested. But that's still a few weeks away. This was our last week of the regular season, and our competition is just so close, it's not even funny. Now, for me, if I won, it meant I automatically finished in the top four. But if I lost, it was more than likely I would finish eighth. So uh, pretty crazy how my comp has turned out. It's incredibly close. We've actually got, shout out to Cozzy the bloke, uh, he finished 10th in our comp, but he had the first overall score for points scored throughout the whole year. So fucking crazy how it's turned out. I did end up winning this weekend. Um, A miracle come from behind win on Sunday afternoon, thanks to the North Queensland Cowboys over the Canterbury Bulldogs. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it means that I finished third overall. Uh, If I would have lost that game, which I thought I was going to every single minute of the entire weekend, until Scotty Drinkwater crossed over for two tries, then it got turned on its head. But up until that point, I was confident I was going to lose, and it would have put me in eighth spot. So pretty crazy. In our draft competition, the team coming first, second, third, fourth, and fifth have all won 13 games. So all the teams from one to five have won 13 games. Then then you've got six, seven, eight have all won 12 games. So there's only one win separating eighth and first, which is insane in a draft competition. And then the guy coming 10th, as I said, he's got the most points scored this season. His record was 10 and 11, which is just crazy. The guy that's leading our comp on on points differential and on uh, wins, 13 and 8. So a pretty crazy draft competition this year. But myself in particular, if I lost, I was going to finish 8th. If I won, I finished third. So just crazy how close our comp is this year. Um, It's been a cracking year, but it has been insane how it's all played out. Now let's get to my game this weekend, my draft review. I was playing Michael Puello, one of my good mates. He... uh, He's had a bit of a battler season, but he started to find a bit of form at the back end of the season, had a couple of injuries and whatnot, uh, got a little bit unlucky throughout the year, but he started to put it together towards the back end. And honestly, this entire weekend, I thought I was fucking cactus. I thought I was no hope of winning this round whatsoever. We kicked off on Friday night, Thursday night, sorry, Brisbane Broncos and the Sydney Roosters. I had been watching Victor Adler the last few weeks, just playing a distributor role, scoring 30-odd supercoach points. I thought, you know what, I think I can find better value elsewhere. So I rested him and Radley went on an absolute tears. Only scored 50 points, but he was taking hit-ups and he was going at the line, which is what I want to see from Rads. So I rested him. I didn't have him in my side. I did play Katoni Staggs, who did sweet fucking FA. 27 points there. He did get over the line at one point for a try, got held up, celebrated like he scored, but had it taken off him. On the other side of the park, Michael absolutely killed it. Luke Keary, 101. Could not believe that I had to wear 101 from Luke Keary. Haven't seen him play that well in a number of years. And then Sammy Verrills, he got 46 as well. So it was a really good start for Michael. At that point, my AE also was uh, Dean Mariner. He scored 31 points. So I was hoping he could cross the stripe at some point. Did well in that game, held his own, but never really came up with any attacking stats. So 31 is still a pretty good knock. But as it stood there, Katoni Staggs, 27, versed Michaels, Luke Heary, and Sam Verrills, who were on 150. So I was in Curry early. Uh, Young Tonomapaya, he was my big pod play this week. We spoke about him on the podcast. Picked him up. He scored the last try of the game. Had a line break a few minutes before that. 
very quiet 65 minutes. It was a very nervous pickup, but he ended up scoring 79 super coach points. So if you did pick him up, uh, thank me later. He did very well, young Tottenham player. For Michael, he had his first round pick playing for the Gold Coast Titans against the Melbourne Storm, which was David Fafita, scored 57. He also had Greg Marshew, who um, he was named on the bench during the week, and I sort of thought it would be interesting to see what Michael does with him here. He ended up starting the game, scored 44, was solid. Um, so, yeah, Fafita and Marshew essentially combined for about 100 points. I was happy to wear that one, especially when young Tottenham Pay got 79. But... Michael was still well and truly in the driver's seat. Then we had the Manly Seagulls taking on the Parramatta Eels. My Manly boys were very disappointing. Olakowatu and Kola both missed last week. I was so excited to see them return. Came up with absolute fucking duck eggs. Olakowatu, 45. Kola scored a try and got 36. So by this point, I'm sitting there going, I am no hope whatsoever. Jake Trevojevic, he did his job for Michael, got 53. Outscored both of my guys. It was just going... From worse to worse. Uh, then we had the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the New Zealand Warriors. Ewan Aitken, he was obviously named in the centres. That's where he ended up playing. Scored 44, which I'll take as a centre. But seeing I drafted him as my second overall pick to play second row, pretty devastated to watch that play out, especially when Michael also had Edward Cossey, who scored 57 out of fucking nowhere. He also had Isaiah Tass, who got 40. So another solid CTW score. Uh, when you consider I took Aitken round two and he picked up Isaiah Tass off the waiver wires in round 20 or whatever the hell it was um, to be four points between them. Huge. Isaac Tungo, another one of my absolute guns this year. He scored 36 points for the Penrith Panthers against Canberra. It's just very few opportunities there. Michael on the other side, another big gun. Sean O'Sullivan, 71. Adam Elliott, 62. So 71, 62. Then thank God he had Sebastian Chris, who went really shit, only scored 19. I had my AE come in from this game, which was Matty Tomoko. He ended up scoring exactly the same as Dean Mariner, so that was my AE. Then the last game of Saturday, we had the Cronulla Sharks and the Dragons. I had my boy Britton Nakora, who put in a cracking performance. I was so impressed with Britton Nakora in this game. He finished on about 54, and I thought, you know what, surely he's got to find at least another 10 points or so. He ended up finding another 22 points. So Britton Nakora, 76 points. We didn't get that until late Sunday, that update. But when we got it, fuck, it made a difference to our game. So coming into coming into Sunday, I was miles behind. I was in fucking all sorts. I remember saying to Michael, if there's a world where Drinkwater can score 50 more points than Val Holmes, because he had Val Holmes as his captain, I had Drinky. If there's a world where where we're drinking can score 50 more points than Val, I'm a chance. I thought it was strange that he didn't take Sean O'Sullivan 71 as his captain score. I sort of thought he would take that and just play it safe. He ended up going with Val Holmes. Now, pretty disappointing. Val Holmes, he got, what did he get? 37 points. So as captain, 74 points. Whereas I had Scott Drinkwater, who, as I said, did sweet FA the entire game. Then in the last 15 minutes, he just exploded. He scored two tries. He was unlucky not to score another one. Uh, there was another one where Tommy Dearden went through a gap. He threw a forward pass to Drinky. The one that Drinky almost scored off, Tom Dearden put him through as well. So if it all would have gone my way, in that five or ten minute period with the Cowboys, didn't and Drinkwater, they could have both scored another 80, 90, 100 odd points there. But they did enough for me, thank God. Scotty Drinkwater with 100, captain, 200 points. And Tommy Dearden, he finished the game on about 42 super coach points. He updated to 72, so I'm not sure what they missed. They might have fallen asleep for a half there. Max King, uh, Joey Tapine, uh, sorry, Jackson Tapine, Jeez, I wish I'd know it, Joey Tapine, uh, and Jeremy Marshall King. They went 45, 41, and 40. Very solid all round. For Michael, he also had Cohen Hess, who was good, 47. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He updated by about 16 or so, so a good little knock there. And then Michael's last player of the week was James Tamo, who got 59. I thought he was really impressive today for the West Tigers as well. Uh, so, yeah, it ended up being... 772 points to 730. So I ended up winning by about 40 points or so. Just probably still a 1-12 to 12 win as far as Supercoast draft goes. Uh, crazy week, crazy week. I thought I was gone. With, 60, with, with 20 minutes to go in the Cowboys game, my season was done. It was going to put me in the bottom four. I probably don't have the strike power to win a sudden death game like that. I was done and dusted. Then all of a sudden... Drink water and did and just explode, and it gets me the win. It's one of my favorite super catch wins ever, to be honest with you. I was down and out. There was nothing doing. I was already looking at next week. I was already working out who I was going to play, who I was going to have to win against, and then all of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. Drink water absolutely explodes. It get me, gets me into the top four, which gives me two bites of the cherry, which I desperately fucking needed because my team isn't really ready uh, to be a sudden death side. Um, obviously holding on to Turbo as well, so I sort of need the Manly Seagulls to start to win all their games from here on out. So hopefully in the late rounds, they're pushing for a top eight berth, or that's going to be a bit of a wasted spot on my roster. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. 772 to 730, which puts me in third place on the ladder. That's where we finished. Um, pr- pretty proud record as far as competition goes. As I, said, I think I've been in it for eight years, maybe nine. I think it's been eight years. Um, and I've missed the top four once. So pretty happy with that record in saying that. The last time I missed the top four was 2016. Uh, and that was the year that I won my second comp. So maybe it would have been better to fall out of the four just quietly because it hasn't worked overly well every other time. I don't know if I've got the team to win it this year. I'm getting more and more nervous about my team the longer we go with Tony Staggs essentially getting a cold for Brisbane with you and Aitken now playing centre. It is a bit of a shit fight all around. I'm heavily relying on Drinkwater and Tommy Dean, who have a decent run, but grand final week, they play the Penrith Panthers, so I don't know how I'm going to go there anyway. Um, it's great to be in the top four. Unreal to have two bites of the cherry. It means I've got at least two weeks left up my sleeve. If I win next week, uh, I obviously get a week off. And then that'll mean round 24, I'm playing in a prelim final to, to get into the grand final. So, Fingers crossed it can go my way this weekend. I'll talk a little bit more about my upcoming draft game as the week goes on. I'll do a little bit more draft content and strategy as we head through the Supercoach finals this week, do a bit more detail on it. But it is going to be a tough one. Eamon, I think he's won something like 13 out of his last 15 games. He's come from fucking nowhere. Latrell Mitchell, Joey Manu, some of the real superstars of Supercoach at the moment. But I did have a quick little squiz at his team and matchups and They're not bad matchups this week. So I do give myself a hope. I think I've been a little bit lucky with how it's all played out. I've got some decent matchups too. So fingers crossed we can sneak a little W if we do manage to sneak one here. Um, That'll mean I'm just one win away from another grand final. So fingers crossed. But uh, we definitely are pushing shit uphill and we are going to need a little bit of luck to go our way, which hasn't really been uh, the narrative over the last few weeks for my draft team. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.